0: Hey sports fans, you're tuned into the Emerald City Fandom Podcast.
1: We're Seattle fans, talking Seattle sports. We're your hosts, I'm Connor. I'm Sam. And I'm Justin. You ready to get started?
2: Let's send it!
1: Welcome back to the pod,
0: folks. This is episode 48, and your boys all got together for the game tonight. We're live. (laughs) Wow. We're all together. For the first, this is our first live recording, guys.
1: All together in the All together. same space. It's Fucking quite amazing.
2: Pumped. Great game. Great, <laughs> good effort. Good um, effort. Not even. Let's not mislead.
1: We are not fake news. We're not, you know, on the Pat Ma- Pat McAfee show of misleading people. Oh, oh we, no. geez, we need to call it. Aired. We need to call it like it is.
0: Yeah, we don't want to spread it.
1: Misinformation we are not whatsoever. a podcast that spreads misinformation. Okay. No. no. It was this was poor, not a good sorry. effort. All right. It was a poor effort. Thank you. Piss poor.
0: His first quarter was pretty fun.
1: First quarter was good. That was fun. I agree.
0: That Carson Bruner interception, man. Sam leapt out of his chair. He was I like, Bruner
2: for president! <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be down. i yeah, sure. my vote right now. Sure.
0: For for, uh, for the school president, at least, because she uh, obviously no. doesn't give a shit about football.
1: Well, uh, We learned yeah. that this week, too. Yeah. What did we – I missed what was this week.
0: Wasn't there something that came out like about the the school president? I, mean, I think it was like on the boards. Like it was through that same thread that we were talking about earlier. That was like all all of the leaders were like kind of like at this like like uh, boosters meeting oh. or something. And yeah. essentially, it was overheard in conversation that like the president doesn't really care about the yeah, football yeah, yeah. program uh. being good. Just care they just care about the. Like the, the, like the academically, well, well, proud. academically prowess, not like definitely that, but also just the athletic department being profitable. Ah, uh, so they uh, wanted to make
1: money, but they don't care if it's actually performing on
0: the field. Correct. But it's really hard for them to make money if the, if the football, sure. You would think good. those two things are associated. <laughs> they they're they're synonymous. Yeah. But yeah. apparently sure. they're not to the president. So that's all I'm saying. That's why, that's why Jen Cohen is not on the hot seat
1: right now. If anyone's on the hot seat. So we should probably tell the listeners the score of this game. Twenty six sixteen Oregon came in. Oh, was that the score?
2: <sighs> well, it
1: was almost God. thirty-three. It was they, almost 30. until they made the nine, you know, the nineteenth review of the game. Yeah, Oregon, so, I did it. Oregon
0: should have just ran that in.
1: I kind of wish they would have. That's sad. And I think they were trying Anthony Brown had no idea time right now. He's like, What the heck happened now? No, I don't know clocks
2: running. It's because of the you know I the, think that they had every intention to score that touchdown. Yep. And I wish they would have. Thirty three to sixteen looks way worse. Maybe we actually see some action happen. I don't know.
0: Well, what have you heard though on the boards though this week, Sam? Yeah. Like if if we were to lose this game, especially in the fashion that we did, like yeah. in the manner that we lost this game.
2: Lord have mercy. it sounds like there's there might be some announcements on Monday. Like which would just be the epitome of the season, right? Like, sure. the rumor mill says, like, if we were to lose this game, which we did in terrible fashion, which we'll get into mm. that. John Donovan for sure would be fired, and even Bob Gregory likely to be fired, which would most likely be announced at Coach Jimmy Lake's press conference on Monday. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, what the hell are we – like, why now? Yeah. Like, I've been banging my fists on the table. Like, we had the opportunity in the bye week. It was obvious to everybody. You had five games. Shit was not going the way that it was planned. Like that was your chance to make changes like firing somebody now just makes Jimmy Lake and Jen Cohen look dumber than they already Mm -hmm. do. I mean, I still think it's the right move at this point. I mean, it's obvious John Donovan's going to be out of a job. So you can question like his dedication to the weekend week out operations and game planning. And so you'd rather get somebody in there on an interim basis. That's on a job addition and you know, actually going to put their full effort into it. But, I mean, at this point, you, somebody's head has got to get chopped.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so I would say that the for the first, like, two quarters, maybe two quarters plus that the defense played well enough, for us to be competitive in this game, which we were, I guess, at that point, technically on the scoreboard. And they were the
1: only reason we were competitive. Yeah.
0: For for the first, like, two-plus. Right. The, so only the, reason. Reason yeah. the only reason we scored points. Yeah. Correct. Justin, please list off the drives that we had on offense. Oh, we want to
1: do this already? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because then I want to make a point after that. All right. So, drives uh, in order. Two plays, six yards, touchdown. So, that is uh, directly off the interception on the first drive of the, the Oregon Ducks had. Uh, three plays, nine yards, and then a punt. Three plays, nine yards, another punt. So you can notice that's two fourth and ones in a row in great field position that yeah. we punt. Uh, three plays, seven yards, punt. Three plays, eighteen yards, interception. Seven plays, twenty-seven yards, turnover on down. And you can remember this is the wildcat that I what was. It, was it Giles Jackson or was it someone else? No. On we, the, oh, on the uh, Giles Jackson. Yeah. It was, it was Giles Jackson coming around on the end around? Fake it. Uh, and then what is the other option? Uh, McGrew is going to run up the middle. So yeah. turnover on downs, five plays, 22 yards, punt, end of half, three plays, eight yards, punt, three plays, six yards, punt, three plays, negative three yards, punt, 11 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Whoa. That well, that's what the hell? We were already down 24-9, so maybe that's why. And then four plays, four plays, why four? Hmm. Negative 10 yards, safety. Oh, and that's it. That's, the, that's your ball game. There you go. So you'll notice a pattern of all those I said three plays quite a lot. Yeah. And that that's not a good offense, a good sustained offensive drive.
2: Also said punt a lot. Like way too many times. Race, Race Porter was really good. Race Porter
1: in the first couple quarters was <laughs> keeping us in this game as well. So it was the defense yeah. causing a turnover, Race Porter punting it deep into Oregon territory and then the safety keeping us in this game up until halftime. Winning the field position battle was the only thing that was keeping us in this game in the first half.
0: Um, but yeah, if that's not an offensive ineptitude, I don't know what is. it is. And obviously the two people that you point to when the offense is performing that pitifully is the offensive coordinator, number one, and the quarterback, number two.
1: I mean, the head coach to an extent yeah sure i mean they sure. they hear every clay call and everything sure. coming down the sure line. and i mean
0: they're ultimately yeah they're ultimately like but i agree every, i agree with your list but. but i mean that those are the those are the two guys that are like directly as responsible sure. Sure. for sure. what's okay. happening on the field on that side of the ball and um sam you had a really really interesting point though whenever we were watching the game that is it is is it worth even playing sam heward at this point with J.D. being the offensive coordinator? And if he's not canned before the end of the year, is it even worth Sam Heward going out there? No. At at this
2: point, again, it goes back to, like for me, the biggest damnation, and we'll get to it, Like when this conversation filters its way up the food chain to Jimmy Lake and his job security, the biggest damnation on Jimmy Lake's record, besides his hiring decisions in the offseason, was – his lack of taking advantage of the bye week. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, I've already mentioned that in terms of making changes to his coaching staff that he did not take that opportunity, but it fits into this conversation around the quarterback as well. Like Sam Heward, if you're going to play him, that was your, that was your opportunity to put him, in the, put him in the game and have him be your quarterback. At this point, it's not even worth burning his red shirt. Like, we're scratching our way to potential bowl eligibility. It's not worth burning a red shirt over that. I think at this point, even if he is by far and away outperforming Dylan Morrison practices, you have to save him for the last two games of the season, whether that's the Apple Cup and a bowl game or Colorado and the Apple Cup. Like, you have to preserve his red shirt at this point. (laughs) And it's it's a shame because if he if that is truly the case, which I think a lot of us believe because can't be much worse than what we're seeing out of Morris, that Heward would be better, it's a shame that you didn't bring him in on the bye week and give him the season and see what could have happened.
1: Sure i think i agree with you i just want to ask a devil's advocate is there any value in like showing that we want to win and keeping our receivers happy and showing progress into the next season and keeping our recruits and like saying that we're going in a certain direction and it's sam huard and it's that's the future i think that's what he's kind of almost hinting at though still with the the last two games the last two games but is it like an immediacy thing like say sure you know we fire John Donovan yeah. after this game. Like, is there a- I think it's
2: I think it's like a trickle of change. I think you have to do it in a smart way. Like yeah. at this point, and I, I've been on the podcast, so I'm on the record saying to me, like personally, I don't really give a shit about the red shirt year for Sam Heward. No, right. Like, he's probably not gonna Is stay he really gonna be here either. in 2025 if we yeah. think he's as good as he is? Probably not. Um but that was also the conversation I was having with myself back in the bye week And I think there's definitely some credence to like, how do we get the momentum rolling down the hill? And I think it definitely starts with just admitting the poor decisions that we've made in hiring. I think John Donovan for sure needs to be fired and he should have been fired weeks ago. So Mm. first, that's the first thing that needs to happen to show any indication to the current team Current fans, future prospective players, that things are moving in the correct direction. And then you make you need to make a damn good coordinator. Like the second time around, Jimmy Lake needs to get this shit right. And I think
0: it's gonna be way tougher the second time, too.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be way tougher because the situation is like Jimmy Lake is on a hot seat. Everybody knows that. Like whether that is actually the news coming out of UW or not. I like it's obvious that that's the case. Yep. And so it's going to be a lot harder to convince a bright up-and-coming offensive coordinator to come to UW for potentially a one-year deal and then the head coach gets canned and he's canned. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a harder job convincing someone to come join that is of the caliber that we should get. And then also Bob Gregory's on the chopping block for sure. Yep. And I think one of the things that we haven't brought up on the podcast yet that I've noticed in both the Stanford game and this game against Oregon is Jimmy Lake has been calling the defensive plays. So, I mean, read into that what you will, but that screams to me that Bob Gregory's on the way out. Mm
1: -hmm. And how did Jimmy Lake do tonight calling the defensive plays, Samuel?
2: Honestly, I mean, it's hard to say he did anything besides piss poor because they ran for almost – what they run for? 329 yards. I mean, that's horrible. And like, what was our
0: number one job in this game?
2: What was to stop the run? Yeah. And I, I'm hesitating here because I also don't want to throw the defense under the bus. No, for, and I don't think we are. Like, I, they only scored 24 points. Like in college football today, like if you I think hold it, the, well, yeah, the weather had something to do with that too. But like at the end of the day, the the defense kept us in the game. Sure. And the offense. Well, that's what
0: I, that's what I was saying. Is like the yeah. first two plus quarters the defense was keeping us in the game. They were
1: just on the field the whole
0: day, yeah. game, though. So they, then, yeah, yeah. They, I mean they probably how many of those three hundred and twenty nine yards came in the last quarter and a half?
1: Uh I don't have that up, but probably like at least half. A lot. Yeah, I mean yeah. die ran like crazy yeah. in the second half. Right? Yeah, yeah,
0: like he broke off at least two of his longest runs. I mean
1: Oregon ran seventy six plays, about fifty six of them were running plays. They averaged six yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Die averaged seven and a half yards a carry. I mean it's not good enough. And how many did Die have alone? Twenty-eight carries for 211 yards. We had 160 yards on offense tonight, guys. We did. Yeah. Oregon had more than three times the yards. that I mean yeah. it's total I mean, domination? Every, everything. Yeah.
2: Everything is fucking broken. Like we know that. The thing that's broke the most is for sure the offense. Right. Sure. If we have a if we have a capable mediocre middle of the Pac-12 offense, like we're not talking about the defense losing us the game.
0: No, and we're probably a uh, what.
2: Maybe i mean we for sure three? fucking beat montana probably a six and three
1: <laughs> yeah six supposedly. and three at least yeah. yeah. fair yeah
2: yeah totally so. so i mean the reality is is like shit needs to change is it gonna happen on monday i hope it does but who knows i mean it's just like a gut-wrenching loss yeah game. yeah
0: for sure I, and we've talked about both coordinators now and you mentioned it off the top that jimmy likes on the hot seat and like what 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 would your reaction be if it comes out on Monday that everyone get, got canned? Oh, I'd like, be so happy. Like, I'd be
1: pumped. I'd be so happy. I mean, the the whole prowess comments and the yep. intellectual That's you know bad. are so bad. And such and so we're on a live podcast and Mario Cristobal, his post game interview quote is out now. Oh
0: geez. And he says, you haven't seen this yet, Sam, you're going he says, I'm luck.
1: proud of our proud of the way our guys came out and showed our prowess in handling inclement weather
2: oh my god i mean he just set himself yeah. up yeah i mean he literally <laughs> oh, just yeah, laid absolutely. out the biggest meatball down the middle of the plate and the instead of doubling down on, on it
0: out. he completely walked his he was back yeah. in his show with softy on wednesday and
2: still sounded like a dumbass.
0: yeah yeah he goes <laughs> <laughs> softy asked jimmy lake uh jimmy if you had one word Three, word, three words. Well, no, he said, if, if you have one word for Oregon, like to describe Oregon, what would it be? And Jimmy says, can I say three words? And Softy <laughs> goes, sure, sure. He goes, team from the South.
1: That's four words, dumb shit.
2: <laughs> Not a good luck.
1: Did you see his nice hat tonight, though, when he came into the game? It when looked it's very... Like academically prowess.
2: Yeah, very academically prowess. I'm sure our university... He changed more
1: outfits than we had rushing yards tonight. I
2: think. <laughs> he did.
1: He did a couple different colored hats. I think he had a different sweatshirt. I mean, it was pouring out there, so but yeah. yeah.
2: But still, the I point. Mean, I mean, yeah, It's about yeah, more how he looks than the football. team. Right. I mean, this is the lowest Husky football has been since 2008, without a doubt, mm-hmm. without a doubt.
1: And it's just crazy that it's Groundhog's Day, guys. I mean, against Michigan, uh, their quarterback had less than 50 yards passing, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, what's the other game that we lost? Oregon State. They had yeah. less than 50 yards passing. DTR, I mean, he killed us on the ground, but didn't do a ton. He was efficient. I think he air. was
2: under 100. He, uh,
1: he did well, I would say, against us. And then Anthony Brown tonight, 98 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, 10 for 20. He was not good tonight. No, maybe. he was bad. Like, he some of that, really especially bad. beginning. Like, holy hell. Let us be clear. Oregon's going to lose a game this year.
2: And how many How many of those 98 yards came on their touchdown pass? Probably 31. Like 30. yeah, 31.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... Not good. It's rough, guys. That <laughs> it was, was just... and,
1: and that that just tells you because their quarterback is not good, and yet we still couldn't mm-hmm. stack the box, stop the run. And this time it was not on Jackson
2: Sermon. No, Jackson Sermon, yeah, we should – we've been – We've been harsh on it. I say we, but really I have been mm. like a huge honestly, – Honestly, rightfully all, so. Though. All of us yeah. have been, but he's, he's not been a good player, but he – Especially well for the first half of the game, he had a handful of really nice plays from the linebacker spot. I, say,
0: I still wouldn't say he was as physical as he needed to be. Like he still is, like when he's making a tackle, yeah. he still is going another like yard or two past him. He's not yeah. just physically dominating anyone. And A
2: couple of those, you know, carry over the first down marker, right?
0: And- but. But, I mean, he was for sure in the right place tonight, I think, probably 90% of the time.
1: Especially in the first half. I mean, we saw – And he was I mean, tackling well, just in general. I mean, we saw in the second half, and it wasn't just him, so let's be clear there. Sure. But, like, we saw a lot of missed tackles, and Jackson Sermon being late to holes and where Dyer, I think, ran up the middle sure. of our yeah. defense for, like, 50 yards. I mean, you could place. say some of that's uh, – No, no, it's not all in Sermon, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. and all, all I'm saying, like the defense is just
0: tired at that point. Right. Time. I mean, like, they, Cam Williams looked – bad bad tonight and mm-hmm. savella smalls looked really bad tonight like those Couldn't are hold the edge those are probably the two players right off the bat that i can circle that gave up massive plays to Oregon, like game-changing players yep.
1: in their running game how many oh, first downs do you guys think we had tonight
0: three no i mean i guess we had the one drive five
2: uh yeah i mean i Probably five or six. I mean seven. Okay, it's still yeah.
1: terrible. Oregon had twenty-two, which is a more. Jesus. Nonsense. Seven first downs. We were three for twelve what on were third they down. They were,
0: they were like nine for something on third. Nine race? for sixteen.
1: Pretty decent. We it's were three bad. for twelve, which is not good. Fifty-five yards rushing for the Huskies. Could not move the ball. I mean, that's our, one of the better strengths of the Oregon just defense. Just look at
2: our look at our average yards per play. Our pass, uh, our passing was like four yards, 4.1 per pass.
1: yards per pass, and Oregon's was 4.9. They were terrible, yeah, too. Uh, yards per rush, Oregon's six, UW
0: 2.3. So, we, uh,
1: yeah, not, not and good. I
2: think one going back to like one of the keys of the game in our preview episode was about the power blocking scheme, and like obviously, you know, like Jimmy Lake. You know, gonna have to watch the film. We're gonna have, a, have to have a good practice on Monday, right? Ha, ha, has back, any of his post game
1: comments come out yet? Uh, I haven't seen them, but I'll, I'll keep monitoring. Yeah, but, but I mean,
2: you. I didn't see a lot of power blocking schemes. No, I mean, we saw a lot of inside zone with Sean McGrew up the middle. You
0: could tell by the way Cam Davis was running tonight that they weren't doing power blocking schemes, no. nothing was downhill.
2: No, he's, he's not hitting the hole
0: hard, like thinking he was, too he was, hard, he was trying back to back to his happy
2: feet in the backfield, trying to figure out which gap he's gonna make his cut and go. And it's just like, again, back to the coaching staff. It's like you had the best game of the season in a lot of ways last week Mm -hmm. against Stanford. You finally found success on the ground. And 80, 75% of that success was in power blocking schemes, getting Cam Davis running downhill. Don't think like you; it's pre-designed. You know what hole you're going to hit. And we didn't see a lot of that tonight. Kate Auton was a zero until the final touchdown drive. And it's just like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing offensively. And like, at this point, my mom could call play as well (laughs) as John Donovan. Yeah. And like, not to trash on my mom, but she, if you told her what a wide receiver was, I don't know that she would know. (laughs) And she still could.
0: We love you, Julie.
2: We do. But she would at least be able to like, oh yeah, we should just, I mean, it's that bad
1: it's not bad so we've gone a long time in this episode now and we haven't mentioned that the huskies were down eight with the ball back
2: yeah I, yeah oh shit. Can,
1: before we get to that can we talk about the first quarter and like sure yeah so yes please I, what i, I
0: want to i just want to talk about like so we had all the momentum in the world in the first quarter sure yeah okay i was pumped we get the safety we get the ball back yeah where did everything change
1: I mean, when, when we got when the, the ball back. When the <laughs> you offense, could say that. When the offense had
0: to do something. But what specific play on offense did the game entirely change for us?
2: I don't I don't know I what I you're thinking know. of.
1: When that. Dylan Morris threw into triple coverage. Oh, oh. Yeah
2: a yeah. fucking club-handed guy.
1: I mean, we weren't moving the ball before that, but yeah, totally.
0: That no, but yeah. like we're we're in decent field position at that point. Oregon hasn't done shit. All we are. That we were.
2: Up, we yeah.
1: were in Oregon territory,
0: and that was. We we're on the think, Oregon forty-two, was, second was and four. Af, was that after we got the? If I'm, if I remember, yeah, we were nine driveway, to three. That yeah. was right after we got the safety. Uh, a couple drives. A couple yeah. drives after. Well, anyway, just uh, thats when everything changed for us. I think, though. Like, yeah, that's that was the beginning of Oregon. Starting and I think we ended up actually forcing a punt. I think on the we did. drive, we but did. like just like that killed the mo- any momentum that we had. I think that that's what gave them their first juice. That's when Oregon felt like they were going to come back into this game, and they fully dominated. Well,
2: I also think game. it just showed Oregon our hand, which is the hand that we've been trying to play Morris with, can't. play with all season. It's like Dylan Morris locks on to his first read, yep. corner route with a.
0: That was his worst pick of the year.
2: With a corner from the flat dropping deep, a safety over the top, mm. and somebody covering the seam squeezing that route to the sideline. There's not to mention guys his receiver
0: there. gave up on his route because there's three guys in the area before yeah. he even throws the ball. And he still throws the ball.
1: You would think as a quarterback, when you see that, you'd be like, Oh, there are three guys on my receiver. There's someone he's else just he's, open. He's probably. just
0: looking at areas of the field where his receiver is supposed to be and just firing it there. Just like based on the timing mock 10, 1000 mile an hour fastball it's not even reading anything that's going on in the play
2: there's no there's no way that you can even think for a second that there is any intelligent thought in Dylan Morse's mind no prowess I threw that. academically there's prowess. no academically prowess <laughs> going on in his head i mean I, I don't know how to explain that any better than like
1: Incompetence. It's
2: just like look at the colors. That's three versus one, and you're not even. You're just. It's not even in a catchable place for the purple jersey. No. Oh. And it's not like
1: a confusing game like this USC ASU game in the background where like all the teams are yellow. It's purple and white, right? Yeah,
2: it's pretty <laughs> pretty, pretty easy. <laughs> I don't know is he colorblind. <laughs> we don't know. He might be. He might be. But even then, it's like oh, the dark shade versus the light shade. Like you should. Still, you would think.
1: You would think. Should still be able to figure. Out what concerns part. me the most, guys, is like there's no growth. No, the there's like, no development. There's no development. They're in season have the season, yeah. you had the mistakes. You would think you'd start to mature and get better and better and better, you know, over the course of the season, and it's just not the case. But you know no. Jimmy Lake's really proud of this quarterback for, you know, sticking with We're the nowhere game close. We're
2: nowhere we're nowhere close to the really quarterback change, right? No,
1: nowhere close.
2: Not nowhere even nowhere thinking close. about. Not it. even thinking about
1: that yet. So your fourth quarter. So despite all our bitching and complaining, guys, we were down eight with two, and we got the ball two minutes okay. left, I believe, on our ten yard line.
2: I would even say before we get into this drive, and I know we keep delaying it, but okay. I think it's important to like talk about the the thematic shit show of Husky football. And like Justin on the podcast, you've been the biggest person in terms of like the analytics, what the analytics will tell you in terms of going for it or yeah. punning, and that like. There's there was a theme through the game, so I just want you to like rehash those drives. Those drives, like specifically. We had those decisions that we needed to That's make, right. where we had fourth and shorts, and our decisions there, and then obviously that manifests into the complete, inexcusable, one hundred percent fireable offense of a coaching decision at the end of the game, which we'll we'll, we'll talk get to about. in a second.
1: Okay. So I'll go through all the plays and whether I agree, we agree or yeah. not. So our first decision was a fourth and one on our own 34. And I I I understand it's early in the game, first quarter, middle of the first quarter. We're up seven to three, going for it deep in our territory. That is scary, especially with Dylan Morris. Race Porter yeah. ended up kicking a 65-yard print down to the one. Oh, that was beautiful. Um I don't think we have a problem with that one. So no. I think we'll that we'll move good. on. That one's okay, especially at that point in the game. The next one. Fourth and one at the Oregon 46. And this was a short one, right? Yeah. And so, do you decide to punt? Again, we're at home going against, and I know we all agree they're not the fourth best team in the country, but they are yeah. ranked right now the number four team in the college football yeah, playoff they'll be rankings. Ranked number three they'll probably them. be three because Michigan State lost.
2: Yeah.
1: You're a short one. You are a four and four team. You're the underdog in this game.
2: Yeah.
1: You have less talent. Why are you not going for that? You that, need to go for that and stretch yeah. the field. I understand fourth and three, fourth and four. That's a fourth and one, guys.
2: Less than one.
1: That you, analytics tell you you have a over 60% chance to make that. You have to in go. In college. For that. It tells you that Jimmy Lake has no
0: confidence in his offense. And that's a theme that you will see as we downplay. get. As, what do you design? What fucking QB sneak? Well, we saw them run
1: Wildcat
0: on a fourth and what, two?
1: we'll get to that yeah. one in a second so we then had a the next drive we had a fourth and three at the 50. that's a questionable one I, i'm sure the analytics would say a slight go there but i don't necessarily have a problem with the punt at a nine to three game there and then we have our drive where we went seven plays for 27 yards fourth and one at the oregon 23 and now i have no problem going for it here we were going in it was a very windy game yeah. we haven't really talked about the elements yet but it was really windy and blustery and the wind was come we were going towards the open end of the stadium which is the east side and we decide to put sean mcgrew in the wildcat so automatically we are ruling out a pass yeah here right there's no one else there's not dylan what morris was, in what the was backfield. the distance
2: to go two or three it was one one okay fourth oh, and well, one. one okay
1: fourth and one at the 23. We have no Dylan Morris, so why do the cornerbacks need to stay at home necessarily yeah. on the wide ride receivers, right? We have Giles Jackson come in motion. He passes without the ball. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, he's not getting the ball. There's no running back or tailback next. There's no Cam uh, Davis or Kamari, Kamari Pleasance, just a no-show. There's no one next to him. So Sean McGrew gets the ball. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen. He's going to throw a bomb to Dunze? No. Yeah. He's going to run up the middle. And what happens, He gets stuffed by like three yeah. yards. He runs into his own line, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's just an asinine play design. Whether that's the play design or poor execution on like the cadence and the snap from McGrew in the center, like you can't it's all the above. you can't take that snap and not have Giles Jackson be a threat. Yeah, Like they, if he's motioning they, they did, across they you,
0: snapped it after he passed. Right across, after he yeah. passed,
1: yeah. It's terrible. And then Oregon and the next drive goes and scores the touchdown. So I think going for it was the right call. I want to be clear, yes. but the play call was terrible.
2: Yeah. And I would say like, typically I'm somebody that's like fundamentally play the game the way that's meant to be played. Yeah. You're winning the game. You take the points, kick the field goal, but without being there and knowing what the elements were. And again, like kicking into the open end of the stadium, I'm sure that played a huge factor. And Connor, you mentioned before we even went for it, that you are good with going for it because Peyton Henry doesn't like the ball in the left hash. He's a draw kicker. So he's always going to hook it from left to right. And so it's a bad spot in the field for him anyways. So, yeah, I mean, I think everybody is good to go, go for it at that point. Just given the consideration of the elements, it's not in the right place for our kicker in terms of what he likes, but yeah, the play call, play design, execution, everything just totally shit the bed. And that that play takes points off the board, hundred percent.
1: All right. So now we're in the third quarter. Oregon on their first. We do nothing with our first drive. We punt it. They, What's or- the score? Ten to nine. And then Oregon goes seventeen nine. They go six plays, seventy yards for a touchdown. We're now down seventeen to nine. We get the ball off a good um, return from Giles Jackson to our forty five. We then have a fourth and four from the Oregon forty nine. And this is like we're down seventeen to nine at this point. Yeah. The game is getting dire. Mm -hmm. The offense is not moving the ball. We're
2: on the Oregon. We're on the
1: Oregon 49. So we're at midfield, essentially.
2: Yeah.
1: It will tell you to be a go for it on that play. Down eight. Yeah. Um, Of course, this is all assuming, like, you know, you factor in everything. And, of course, the offense, like Connor says, we don't trust Dylan Morris, right? So it's probably a no-brainer for Jimmy Lake at this point. And I have a quote from him in a second that we'll get to about our final drive. Uh, So we punt the ball, right? um yeah and then oregon eventually they punt and then we punt after negative going negative three yards with terrible um field position and then oregon you know we punt it and then oregon returns it down to our 22 if you remember that yeah really good yeah so that all snowballed right yeah and then they score a touchdown that's 24 9 we score a touchdown after that our one good drive of the game they punt after a nine minute drive Oh, remember they had the ball forever running the ball down our throats and then had those two penalties, yeah. and that's, which is why we got the ball back down eight with two minutes left to go. And here we are. We're finally here. We've teased it a couple times. Two minutes left, two timeouts on our own 10. First play, first and 10 from our 10. Dylan Morris pass incomplete to Kate Otten. Drop. Dropped. And this was probably, Kate Odden was probably about what, five to six yards down the field. Yeah, the and, line of scrimmage, was, he would have ran, like, ran
2: probably for a first down. It yeah. was going to be a first That probably is a first down. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a, I mean, Dylan Morris fired it in there, but that's that Kate Otten has to make that catch. Yes. So then we get to second and 10. Uh, Dylan Morris is under a little pressure. He panics and passes outright to Jalen McMillan. Jalen McMillan drops the ball, but he was only like a yard past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And we probably would have got two to three yard gain on that. But it's probably better probably that already. he dropped the ball. Yeah. In all essence. But still a drop. Third and del- ten. Uh, Dylan Morris passed incomplete to Jalen McMillan. This was like a terrible, terrible throw into double or triple coverage. If yeah. I'm remembering this. It was curve. in a
2: triple coverage. Again. And and it was like a five yard throw. Yeah. It wasn't even down. Well, the was down. Yeah. It wasn't threatening a first down. No. Right. So,
1: 157 left in the game. We're at our own 10, fourth and 10, down t- you know down eight, two timeouts left. You got, you know, certainly you got to go for it, right, boys? I mean, yeah. we got to go. We got to win the game, tie the game. I mean, I guess you can't win the game, but we have to tie the game and, you know, continue our drive going. Yeah. But, boys, Dylan Morris is trotting off the field at this point. We're like, what the? Because Sam, so go-
2: Sam Heward's coming in and we're going to, you know. Oh,
1: I was thinking we were going to go Sean
0: McGrew Wildcat on fourth and 10.
2: Right. I mean, literally, both of those options are better than what we fucking did. What did we do, Justin? Uh, <laughs> we, we,
1: <laughs> we trotted out the punt team Oh, Jesus. with our intention to punt the ball.
0: Before you say what happened on this play, Sam, Sam asked us all a question. Yes. Going into this drive, okay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we had just gotten the ball back. Yeah. We had just gotten the ball back. You go zero, zero, or no one to ten. I said, you said one, one to, one to ten. ten. One is a three and out. Ten is a touchdown and a two point conversion.
1: How are you feeling on this drive?
2: We went around the room.
1: You, what did you say? You said
2: I said two and a half.
1: I said zero. You said zero, which is okay. We'll get to that in a second. And I said, said a three. Three. So we we're similar. Yeah. yeah. Before this play happened,
0: I think it was on like second down. I was going to ask you, and I didn't. Does a safety count as a zero?
1: <laughs> so Connor's foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> in, in my his, mind. In, your, in his mind. Gets to a, gets us to our fourth and 10 play where we're going to punt from our end zone to Oregon. And let them the ball. And granted, they're already at what? 300 yards rushing already yeah. on the day. Like
2: We're not stopping. We're not
1: stopping. They're yeah. averaging six yards a carry. They're going like, to get a first down. We're going to have two deep. No problem. You know, and let them score.
2: Can't give up the big play, Justin.
1: Right. So we intend we snap the ball, but this snap is in Lake Washington.
2: Yeah, it's wet. It
1: it goes at least 10 feet over Race Porter's head. wasn't even close. It was not close. For a safety, 26-16, game over. We have to give the ball back to Oregon. They almost score again, by the way, to (laughs) 33-16. And that fourth down decision, analytically, common sense, intellectual prowess, however you want to chalk it up. Is a hundred percent fireable offense. Yes. You are not trying to win the game at that point. You are punting it and saying, Oh, oh, and Jimmy Lake says yeah, what after, Jimmy, say? Jimmy Lake says after the game on his punt decision is because the Huskies had two timeouts and figured they could get the ball back with about 50 seconds remaining if Oregon didn't get a first down.
0: I'm sorry, your offense that can't go more than five yards per play. Okay, so it's either you go down the field in 50 seconds with no timeouts. So
1: either you stop them every time you, and you get the ball back at terrible field position with 50 seconds left. Yeah. Or you have two minutes with two timeouts left and a fourth and 10 and you have the guaranteed ball and you try something.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, if the situation is simulated in Madden and you go to like, The Ask Madden profile. (laughs) Like, punt is not a fucking option. John Madden is like, you imbecile. You're not, like, literally, I would try to force the game to allow me to run a punt. And Madden would be like, no. There's no time. Special teams is hidden. Yeah. Special teams. Thank
1: you, John Madden.
2: And then I'm like, thank you. At least I lost the game trying to win. I mean, Scottish it's all fireable offenses. And at this point it's like, I think we're all in agreement. Like we need to start over and that includes Jimmy Lake. Like we're coming down to the end of the season. Jimmy Lake likely is going to be your head coach in 2022. And if you're a Husky fan, that's a shitty thing because we've seen it play out time and time again in the off season with this poor hiring decisions with the staff poor personnel decisions during the season and then within games his management and his his whether it's his decision or his staff dis, staff's decisions they're all not getting the job done and everybody needs to go and to what we alluded to earlier like even if this is a clean slate and Jen cohen says all right jimmy you need a clean house hire a whole new staff like what promising up and coming coaches want to come coach under Jimmy Lake, whose ass is on complete fire in 2022. The only
0: thing that would be attracted to them, at least from the offensive side of the ball, is Sam Heward starting at quarterback.
2: Which they don't know shit about. And it's like, if I'm from the outside looking in and I don't really know a ton about Sam Heward from high school, even if I did, like, like if, if say, I am, I don't know, like, offensive coordinator Grubbs from Fresno State. And Jimmy Lake is like, hey, come be my offensive coordinator. I'm trying to analyze whether I should take this job or not. Like, okay, well, yeah, Sam Heward's like a promising young talent, but he hasn't played in college football. So either Sam Heward is worse than Dylan Morris. And if I'm an offensive coordinator and that's the case, I don't want to touch that guy with a 10 foot fucking pole. Or two, and more likely the case is Sam Heward's actually better than Dylan Morris. And Jimmy Lake won't fucking play him, in which case, I don't want to touch Jimmy Lake with a ten foot pole. I'm not coming. I'm not signing that contract. So I think we're we're hosed. We're screwed until Jimmy Lake is gone. That's where I'm at as a fan. It's like at this point, I don't know how this get how the ship gets turned around.
0: Not to mention that Jimmy Lake is punching his players on the sideline.
2: Oh.
1: oh, boy. We didn't this, even talk about there's that. There's some stuff on Twitter on that right now. Yeah. I mean, he
2: punched him in the face mask. Like, Jimmy Lake probably has a broken hand.
1: I understand
0: that he's, like, fired up for the game and he's trying to keep everyone fired up and, like, knows that that's a big play that if if his player, I don't even remember who it was, a special teams player because it, it was on, like, a punt or something, gets a 15-yard flag that in a field position game like it was in the first half, that's a huge flag but you don't go up to your player and punch him in the face mask and shove him to the sideline. No,
2: no. I mean, I'm sure if, I mean, who knows like what the national media gets their hands on and whatnot, but oh, if, they, I mean,
0: if they do, I mean, Jimmy's if, under a microscope right now, which
2: like, I imagine they will because even like the Trent Dilfer's high school coach had a thing happen this early right. in the season where he was like pushing a player to the mm-hmm. sideline, to the bench. And that blew up in the national media. And I oh, think yeah. he's weathered the storm and everything, but like, That was bad. I mean, he like literally punched him in the face mask. The player turned away and is walking away towards the bench from Jimmy Lake. And Jimmy Lake two hands shoves him in the back numbers. Mm -hmm. I mean not a good look. If we win the game, I don't give a shit to be honest. (laughs) But that it's just like he's digging his grave and he's digging it deeper and deeper and deeper with the words coming out of his mouth the product he's putting on the field and the way that he's handling himself during the game with his players is it's inexcusable. And at this point it's embarrassing as a Husky fan to like, as somebody who's a UW alum to see like where this thing is headed and to have the staff and upper campus, whether it's Jen Cohen, president Anne Marie Kaus or however you say her name, it's inexcusable what we're seeing, and it needs to be fixed. And I can't go into next season. Like something needs to happen. And it needs to happen in a major way to turn the boat around. What I you guys are giggling over something that you're reading on online. What's the scoop?
0: It's just more Jimmy Lake being a dipshit.
2: <laughs> well, let's have it. Um, I am hungry. Let me eat more. So I'll read these couple shit. of
0: paragraphs here from this is is this dogman or uh
1: two four seven. Two, yeah.
0: Four, yeah, it's the dogman. Okay. Um so if, and if anything, the rain may have played a considerable role in Oregon pulling away. That's at least what Jimmy Lake seemed to infer as the ducks relied on the run game even more heavily than they may otherwise would have something that Lake said took a toll on his group. I mean, we could, like somewhat agree with that, but at the same time, we knew what they were going to do. Yeah. Unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Definitely. Crazy. Jimmy Lake says if Washington was up 21 to three or 24 to three, that's when the sacks, interceptions, and turnovers would have come against Oregon's offense. He said the Ducks made it tough to stop them because they didn't have
1: to throw. No shit. Does he not know how to stop the run with that sentence? Does he only know with our good teams? That he's up and he can play aggressive and knows how to coach defensive backs to get interceptions. And in what fucking world are we up twenty-one to three or twenty-four to three? I mean, if we have a good
2: offense, we probably are. And going into halftime, we should be up two scores. But if Jimmy Jimmy Lake is a
0: realistic coach here, like on what God's earth with Mm. Dylan Morris at quarterback, are you up twenty-one to three or twenty-four to three in this in this ball game?
2: I, yeah. Incompetence. I, I mean, we, we talked about it. I don't even remember if we were on a hot mic or not recording, but like, this is the worst place Husky football has been in since 2008 yeah. with, without a doubt, given expectations to reality. Right. Or just in general, in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, part of that is for sure. Like comparing expectations with reality, but I mean, even Sark's first year, we went five and seven with, with Jake Locker. Basically,
0: I mean, not no expectations, but like I mean, we were coming from zero and twelve. Yeah, so. right.
2: And so like five and seven was like shit. Like things are getting better, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you go into then we're bowl we're bowling the next season after that and
0: beat Nebraska
2: and in we a bowl. beat Nebraska in a bowl. And so like by far and away, I mean, this is for sure the lowest point we've had as Husky fans since two thousand and eight. Yep. Uh, and we talked about it, like where does Jimmy Lake at this point rank in coaches for the Huskies? I mean. He who shall not be named is in the cellar by himself. You could maybe make an argument that Keith Gilbertson was worse.
0: Who I compared him to earlier this year. Which you did. Like
2: it's. But that's the conversation. Yeah, it's, it's who's two. the second yeah. worst,
1: Gilbertson or Lake? Yeah. I mean, Lake is 7-6 and six and has a Pac-12 North Championship, guys. We but he so doesn't.
2: Harsh? We haven't played in the Pac-12 Championship, so he doesn't. And it's a COVID year, and it doesn't give a shit. You played four. Games. Honestly, you like a lunatic honestly, fringe. Honestly, right I am now. on the lunatic. <laughs> yeah, whoever wants to full call it lunatic fringe, I'm full send on that wagon because <laughs> that's where reality is. And I mean, <laughs> reality is in the lunatic fringe. <laughs> it is. It is. Is it not? No, you're. Right. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right.
0: That's why it's funny. I mean, it's kind just.
2: Of. It's – I'm losing my mind. I don't know if it's the Jack Daniels or if it's losing to Oregon. For you're the- through a,
0: a half of a fifth right now, dude. We didn't even do what you sipping on. Dude, I'm. Why did
2: you say that? <laughs> my wife's going to get mad at me now. Does Caroline <laughs> listen to these? No.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 well, one, you're fine. And two, you're definitely not belligerent right now.
1: And
2: I'm at my home. Yeah. So you know I don't
1: have to go. Um next three for Washington, guys, as we wrap this up, is home against Arizona State, who are currently beating USC in the third quarter right now. Uh away at Colorado, who beat Oregon State today. Mm-hmm. And home against Washington State. So no bull a bowl is not guaranteed right now.
2: No, nope. I don't you honestly. Go two and one. I don't expect us to win any of those games. Yeah. At this point, like, do you think that we're going to beat Arizona State next we're week? We're certainly
1: underdogs against Arizona State.
2: I don't think we beat Arizona State.
1: I mean, Colorado's Probably. bad, but so are we, right? I don't think
0: we beat Arizona State. Colorado's starting to get somewhat hot. Colorado just beat a
1: team that beat us. Yeah. yeah. And then... Wazoo looks way better than us right now. Yeah. I mean, I can't say it. They're playing better football?
2: Can you say that? No. Okay. But the Apple Cup is not a guarantee. Okay, it's
0: fair. It's fair comment. So, like,
2: what's more likely? We go three and zero or zero and three? Zero and three. Hundred percent. That's a fucking awful place to be in when two of those teams are Colorado and Wazoo. Wazoo with an interim coach.
0: Yeah, and that put you at four and eight for the year.
2: That's unfathomable. That. How
1: does Jimmy Arizona not State, get fired? Colorado Colorado and I don't know State. how
2: you can do that. I don't know how you can come back from that.
0: I will say that Kim Reynolds has been the one guy on Dogman that has said that like Jimmy coming
1: back isn't a for sure thing. And I don't I don't think we'll go four and eight. I think it's probably five and seven, but it's still all bad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think we lose to Arizona State and I think we go one and one. With Colorado and Washington. It's
1: probably the most
0: realistic. And I prefer to just win the Apple Cup at least then. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> holy shit,
2: ends. guys. What are we talking about? We're talking about losing to Oregon, losing to the Apple Cup, not going to a bowl. Like, if that is not like I have on this podcast and as friends what pre- did you
1: predict us to go
2: this year, Sam? <laughs> what did you fucking predict?
1: I mean, we we both predicted. I predicted a loss. Was.
2: Yeah, I predicted 12-0. <laughs> And y'all predicted 11 once. Don't be throwing me under that fucking bus. I'm not, I didn't. Unless you're tied hip to hip with me. Oh, we're going down together. We're going we're down. Bob and yeah. Business. Listen, there's a realistic chance that we will lose to Oregon, lose the apple cup, and not go to a bowl. Well,
1: mm-hmm. oh, we're check one.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is like, as like I've always laid out my criteria for successful seasons and the yep first step of the ladder, the first rung on the ladder is win the Apple Cup. Then the second one is be competing for the Pac-12 North at the end of the season, which that is gone. That's out. Yep. That's out. So anything, and then beyond that is like a good year is representing the Pac-12 in the champion, the Pac-12 North in the Pac-12 championship game. And then a great year is being the Pac-12 champs and going to some New Year's Six Bowl game. And then a legendary never-will-die season is winning that bowl game or participating in the CFP. And, like, going down the ladder, we are on the bottom rung. Like, Mm -hmm. that is all we have left to play for. If we lose that, to me, I don't care if you're Chris Peterson, I don't care if you're Nick Saban, if you're the coach of the Huskies and you – are not competing for the Pac-12 North, you lose to Oregon and you lose to Wazoo, you're out of here.
1: And it's a little different if Chris Peterson was having this year because he's shown the ability to have success and Jimmy Lake has not.
2: Yeah, and I don't want to hear this bullshit about, oh, you can't fire a coach in his second year. That's horseshit. It is. It Look is. At, I mean, we've talked about it already. Ed, Ed Odron
0: mm-hmm.
2: Coach O is out at LSU, less than two years removed from a national championship. Something that we haven't sniffed in 30 years. LSU cares about football, though, Sam. We do not.
0: I do. We all do. But the University of
2: Washington does not.
0: Correct. The leadership does not. I don't know what else to say. Anything else that you guys want to cover tonight, guys? It's depressing as hell. I'm I'm glad we got to watch a game together. I was pumped to see you guys. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, The hype did not live up to it, but... We move on to Arizona State. We'll pull our D- Dick Baird hat and um, we're on to Arizona State and we gotta win that game now, I guess, somehow. It
2: doesn't matter.
1: At this point, like I don't even care. ESPN's football power index at this second gives us a fifty-four point one percent chance to win. ESPN is,
2: ESPN's dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have us uh they had us favored
1: in the UCLA game, I think. I think too. so. I mean, this is wrong. I don't think this is, takes into account what just happened against Oregon, but yeah, it doesn't matter. It's wrong.
2: Yeah, we're not gonna win. I hope that we beat the Cougs. That's it. What are you hoping for Monday? I'm hoping everybody's fucking fired. Like what's your there's...
0: minimum threshold?
2: I mean, like who becomes
0: an intern if like you're if everyone's
2: fired? So. Who becomes intern if everybody's fired? Like, if they fire Jimmy Lake, fire Donovan, and fire Gregory, it's not going to happen, so it's unrealistic.
0: But who would be the intern?
2: Sam Heward. Damon Heward. <laughs> Seriously, Damon Heward. Come on. Let's do it. Damon and Brock.
1: Cam Cleland would come Okay, and the most uh, more realistic scenario, yeah. say we lose both of our coordinators. Yeah. Who yep. would be? Maybe Jimmy Lake of- is
2: going to be your defensive coordinator, which he has been for the last two weeks. Uh-huh. And then offensive coordinator, you probably go with Junior Adams,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you go to a pass. And you start, and you start, rock. and you start Sam Heward, and you start passing the ball around the yard. I wouldn't hate it. That's what I want to see. I don't even care if we lose the fucking game. No, at that
0: point. Yeah.
2: like new coordinator, new quarterback. It's at least a reason to watch the new games. scheme. Like we might throw three picks, but like I just want to see something different. I want mm-hmm. to see us try something different. Right. And I've been clamoring for that since the bye week, and it's too too little, too late. I
0: think that's the most frustrating thing is just like every game, especially the games that we lose, has just been the same story, and we yeah. just were talking in circles on this podcast. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I
2: don't I don't I don't want to open up the can of worms here, but the other thing that is worth mentioning was with Jimmy Lake's academically prowess brain, he uh, he brought this up as being the recruiting hot spot weekend, and we had probably about 20 recruits in the stands for this game. Yep. Oof. And they're probably like – They're watching
0: the, that the coach punch a player on the sideline. Watching the
2: coach punch a player on the sideline, watching us punt on fourth and ten on our own, you know, whatever, down by eight against the number four team in the country. It's piss and rain. The rain's coming down sideways, and they're like, holy shit, when can I get back on the plane to go home to And LA? they see
1: this uh, coach fired up on the Oregon sideline with the crazy mustache and everyone pumped up and huddling and looking like a team. And it's like, oh. That yeah. looks nice.
2: I mean, if I was Gen Z, which I'm not, I probably would be more attracted to Oregon at this point than I would UW. Shocking, huh?
0: We should talk about the NIL thing.
2: We'll yeah. say that for another
0: day. We'll say that for another day. Yeah. Again, just classic. When we're actually talking positive. Classic
2: <laughs> UW too little, too late. It potentially. is. Yep. At it's least the theme of the season. At least for the twenty twenty two class, it's too late. Correct. Correct. Down the road, it might be a positive, but I, 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 I'm done. All right. It's all I got, folks.
0: Okay. Won't let you. Uh, I won't make you guys speak any further on this embarrassment of a of a season so far. Thanks for listening, folks. As always, we appreciate support. Subscribe and follow if you haven't already. And leave us a message via the anchor link in our description. Until next time.
2: Ah, No dogs. (laughs)